gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So last week, Bill Kusilis was talking about Andrew Colvin. So I got the brilliant idea to contact Andrew and say, you got to come on. And Andrew, what did you say? I said, yeah. You see how easy that is? (laughs) And before we talk with Andrew, and he's got so many things to say, I think we can do 12 shows. Is that, of course, the James Fox UFO documentary or UAP documentary, The Phenomenon, has been released. It was released as of October 6th, which is a Tuesday. It is available for a digital download. In the U.S., price is $19.99. I don't know how that works in Canada or elsewhere, but it is available now. They include also some extra material, which is nice. But we also made a deal, such a deal, with the producers to get some coupon codes. So that means that we can offer coupon codes, a limited supply, and that lets you log into Vimeo and redeem your code, watch the movie, or download it. that cool? Now, here's how you get the Phenomenon coupon code. You have to sign up for a brand new membership in the Paracast Plus. And to get more information, go to the Paracast.plus. You have to sign up for the five-year subscription or lifetime subscription. Five years or lifetime new subscriptions while the coupon codes last. The Paracast.plus. Andrew, it's been, I think, six years since we last talked to you. But we really need to reintroduce you to our listeners. And one is that John Keel was a mentor of yours. How did that work out? How did that start? Well, it started when I read the Mothman Prophecies in 1993 when uh, a new version came out. And I was in my hometown of Charleston, West Virginia, uh, just browsing through the bookstore there. And somebody said, hey, this book's about West Virginia. And, and, you know, I didn't even know that it was called Mothman, Uh, even though I had seen the creature when I was a kid. We always called it the bird or the bird man. We never heard about Keel's book because it was not sold in West Virginia uh, after it came out in 1975. So we were, I was just kind of clueless. I knew that a bunch of weird stuff had happened in my neighborhood, but I didn't know anyone had ever researched it, written a book about it or anything until then. When I read it, it really blew my mind because so much of the stuff in there was stuff that we had experienced. So then I read all of Keel's other books And then I met him 10 years later at the Mothman Festival when they unveiled the statue, and we had plenty of time to hang out that weekend, and he and I started corresponding via email and phone a lot after that. That continued for three, four years until he kind of went into hibernation in a senior home, I believe. And I went back uh, after we decided we were going to do this show. I kind of went back and listened to my last show that we did in 2014. It was one of the last shows I've I've done. I haven't done any shows 
for the least five years. And that was, uh, at that time, I had done two compilations of Keel's material. And since then, I've done 11. In the, in the last five years, I've done more. And we're up to 11. And there were a couple of things in that show that I could correct right now. One of them was we were talking about how Keel had been poor in his old, in his final years and in bad shape. And I don't know that that's true because he was in a, a very expensive uh, senior living facility. I think he, I think he still had money uh, left over from his movie package that he got for the Mothman Prophecies movie. And I, I just think that was a rumor started by some of the folks that he seems to have a, a lot of, I don't know if you'd call them enemies, but detractors who just don't like his, they don't like the way he kind of stirred up, stirred the pot back in the day and kind of, he kind of blew the bubble on the extraterrestrial thesis and that hurt a lot of people's book business because the ET thesis is probably still way more popular and sells more books than any of the other theories. As far as I can tell, you know, I do publish a few books uh, from various authors and I can kind of get a feel for the market. And that's kind of, it's kind of still, and I I actually faced a little backlash uh, from just because I'm associated with Keel. So that's one thing I wanted to say about from the last show. Well, the last time I met Keel, he had an apartment in Manhattan, uptown somewhere. I'm not sure if it's east side or west side. I don't remember. I do remember as I was in New York City, I was living in Pennsylvania at the time, visiting someone in New York. And then I rung up Keel and said, look, I have some time on my hands. Can I drop over? So I dropped over and we spent a few hours talking. And this had to be, oh, in the mid to late 70s, as I recall. And then the last time I saw him, he was working with Tim Beckley. They were sponsoring a series of lectures in New York City near Beckley's home on East 30th Street between 5th and Madison. And then at the end of it, there was this Korean deli convenience store where they had this buffet, the salad buffet, and that's where we get our dinner. I don't know. Well, you were not in New York at the time, so I don't know. Or were you? No, I have family up there, but, you know, in upstate and, and Peekskill and other areas around there. But no, I wasn't. I just went to visit every now and then. I wasn't in New York City much. Okay, you said there were other things you wanted to correct from the 2014 interview? Oh, I would have, you know, I made some notes. I've got three pages of notes, and they're kind of not in any particular order. So, um, yeah, it'll come up. You know, if, it, if, if, if it'll probably come up as we go, What whatever, whatever things. Um, some of them are things I heard on the other shows. I heard, I listened to Micah Hanks, I listened to Bill Gasulis, and there were just a couple things here and there that I can clarify because I happen to know, you know, something. Like one of them was, I think, uh, we were looking for an incident that happened, the name of an, uh, of an event that was prophesied, you might say, by Gray Barker for December 14th, 1967. He kept, he kept alluding to 
or we found a letter where he alluded to some events that was going to happen. Turned out to be one day before the Silver Bridge collapse. And you and I talked about this last time, and I couldn't remember the name of it. It's called the Happy Landing Events. And that's kind of an odd phrase. You know, the bridge fell. It wasn't a happy landing. It was an unhappy landing. And uh, these are these aren't things that really, you know, they're not big deals or anything. Um, well, I want to ask again, you, we'll get into that in our next segment, Andrew Colvin, about the collapse of the Silver Bridge. And, of course, we have the bridge collapse. We have the sightings of Mothman. And the question I'll pose, and we'll have you answer it right after we do our break, and that is this crash was reportedly due to, as they say, the normal deterioration of some kind of structure, which happens. We've had other bridges collapse. This is not the only one. That this would have been something that would have happened anyway, whether or not there was a Mothman involved. But did that have any significance? Andrew Colvin is here. Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, you're in the Paracast. Hello, Paracast people. I'm Greg Carlwood, the host of the Higher Side Chats podcast, an uninterrupted and action-packed interview-based show where I talk to some of the brightest minds for our troubled times about all things paranormal, occult, esoteric, and conspiratorial. After 10 years, we've heard it all. Alien moon bases, archons, hollow earth, technocratic and biomedical agendas, magic, mind control, and Lovecraftian monsters. Oh my. Usually, the first hour of the show is free, and the second hour is for members who sign up for the Higher Side Chats Plus at $8 a month. But praise be, we're giving Paracast listeners two free weeks of Plus when you use the all-caps coupon code PARACAST. Go to thehiresidechats.com, sign up with the code PARACAST, and dive into the nearly never-ending archive of great interviews I've been lucky enough to get over the years, from David Politis to David Icke, and many, many guests not named David. Check it out. You're going to love it. All right, Gene, was that good? Can we use that one? There's nothing worse than thinking that your Medicare benefits are going to cover routine medical expenses like vision, dental, and prescription benefits, only to find that when an emergency arises, your Medicare plan is full of gaps that don't even begin to cover your medical emergency. How would it feel to have to go into debt because your Medicare program didn't cover everything 100%? Studies show that 95% of Medicare recipients pay more than $5,000 per year on out-of-pocket medical expenses. At SnapMedicare.com, we understand how important it is for you to be prepared for any type of medical emergency. All it takes is a quick phone call to 800-286-5516 to find out exactly where you stand with your Medicare coverage and to save thousands on future costs. Call 800-286-5516 to make sure your Medicare plan includes provisions to cover any gap in coverage. Whether you have questions about Part A or Part B Medicare coverage, remember, call 800-286-5516. SnapMedicare.com. Call 800-286-5516. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I helped thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. 
I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. Tehibo Tea Club's original Pure Pound Arco Super Tea helps build the red corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. A one-pound package of tea is $34.95 plus shipping. To order, please visit ShopSuperTea.com. That's Shop, S-H-O-P, Super, S-U-P-E-R-T-T-E-A dot com. So the complete website is ShopSuperTea.com or call us at 818-984-6100, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5 California time. That's ShopSuperTea.com at 818-984-6100. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So, Andrew, the question here is, is there anything about the collapse of the bridge that was not a normal but unfortunate process. I've heard a lot of things over the years, and it's hard to know. I've heard from people that tell me this, they tell me that. One lady said her dad and some other men actually blocked the bridge the previous week because they felt it was unsafe. I think they were, they worked for the city or the county, and they felt there was a real hazard there. And nothing was done about it. And I guess there was some indecision or conflict over who should pay for the repairs. Well, should it be the state of West Virginia or the state of Ohio? There's reports of guys in checkered jackets, which came from Keel, that were climbing on the bridge a couple days before. What were they doing? The checkered jacket guys... Uh, I think we talked about that before, that sometimes they're spooks and sometimes they're paranormal. There are people that see a checkered jacket guy in their bedrooms and he disappears. And that happened in Point Pleasant during the Mothman time. But at the same time, also, there were, if you follow the MLK assassination, which was one of the prophecies of Mothman, and the work of William Pepper, the lawyer, he's stated that the assassins traveled wearing checkered jackets in order to blend in, and they would typically go up and down the river to get to and from wherever. These are army snipers, I guess, working undercover, that they would you know, take on that guise. You know, that doesn't lead us in, into anything definitive. 
there's reports that Mothman was seen flying over the bridge the day before or the day of. One lady said that her family drove across the bridge that week and she had a vision of the collapse and took her and made her dad stop and look at the bridge and he actually saw the cracked piece that that that, that gave way and he re- tried to report it and no one listened to him and uh, you know not only not only the reason it fell but the aftermath or like the technical reasons are uh, we have those but we don't really know if there is a conspiracy here what what was it for and one of the things that you talked about either with the two guests previous uh, recently here had to do with with what was going on in the, in the TNT area at the time and it's widely assumed that nothing was going on that by the 60s it, it was all kaput but that's not true there actually uh, was a navy reclamation project going on who knows what that was in other words, half of the TNT area was closed off and abandoned, and half was still operating. And, and that's even true today. There's half of the domes are still being used. And in fact, one of them blew up in 2011, I think, or 10. It was right around the time of a Mothman sighting on the other side of the river that was reported as happening on top of the Walmart and in this field next to a hotel. And, and I went over there and looked at the actual place where the, it happened, and it was literally the ramp where the ramp had used used to go from the from the from the Silver Bridge. Once you took it over, it curved around in this big loop. That's exactly where Mothman was seen, and then the dome blew up. I, I don't think those are really related, but you wonder, you know. Well, yeah, there's all kinds of things like we've just gone through a whole bunch of stuff there for people who aren't super familiar with the Mothman. I'd kind of like to back up a little bit, go right back to the beginning of the first segment just before the break when you were saying that we called it the bird. Now, this sounds like you were much younger. And uh, was it if I'm remembering what I, I, I just saw recently, was it your sister? also saw it or yeah Yeah. okay can you tell us about those encounters and kind of how old you are and and give us a feel for the setting when you were growing up and how these experiences made you feel uh well they were kind of exciting for me if they were calling Mothman, if they were calling it Mothman in the newspaper, I didn't hear about it because I didn't read the newspaper. I was six or seven. So, but I did watch the TV. I'd watch the news and there were reports on about him on TV and they weren't really calling him the Mothman on TV, I don't think. But I was super excited. I thought, man, this is some kind of superhero thing. And, uh, and then my, uh, best friend at school started saying that he was talking to the to this to the big bird man and i didn't really believe him because i don't know why you know just like oh maybe you're just saying that to get attention uh, but he wasn't really the kid the kind, the kind of kid that needed attention because he was an absolute genius i mean i think everyone who knew him acknowledges that and he later became a computer scientist for NASA and speaks several languages. And so I think he's proven that he is a genius. 
And, uh, but he proved it to me one day by saying that Mothman had been, or the big bird had been telling him that there'd be an attack on New York in 2001. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And we did a, we did a, we did a, we pinned, we pricked our fingers and shared blood with the blood brother pack thing. And then he took me to a place in his yard where he said, if you stand right here and wait, you'll see what I'm talking about. For a few seconds, uh, I did see images of buildings blowing up, skyscrapers that look like the Twin Towers. And then I also saw a bunch of other stuff, which I think was like a, a download or something that people talk about getting of my whole life. And But I've forgotten most of it. You know, it just came and went so fast. Uh, but as time went on in my life, I would sometimes get worried about an upcoming birthday. And I think, what's that about? Did I get, did I, you know, was I given a download about this? And it's kind of, it kind of has saved me a couple of times. There are a couple of times where I felt like I should be concerned and I, you know, would go to the doctor and find out something and I would get, they would catch something, you know, before it, it uh, harms me. So that's, and that's something I've heard from other witnesses since that Mothman has kind of saved their saved their butts here and there. So, but, did you uh, actually see the the Mothman thing, whatever it is itself, or or was it it um, yeah. simply in these visions that you had? Yeah. Well, once uh, we were driving to the uh, to the bowling alley. Uh, right before Christmas of 66. And yeah, I saw something flying above the car. Like a, I saw the silhouette of this huge bird thing with wings outstretched and it seemed like it was following the car. And I told my dad and he got, he basically just reached around and smacked me and said. Didn't sound like a nice said, guy, but I don't want to talk about someone's death. We've got Andrew Colvin and Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets. 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. Do you want to give you and your loved ones premium nutrition right now? Hi, I'm Jamil Bookaboo from TeamGaday.com and the GCN Longevity Health Team. Get your premium nutrition formulated by world-renowned naturopathic doctor, Dr. Joel Wallach at Wholesale, or also become a distributor and earn income while supporting this broadcast. Go to teamgaday.com via the shopping cart or contact form, and I'll get back to you with support personally. That's teamgaday.com with longevity. Teamgaday.com. USA Radio News. I'm Lance Pride. As the presidential election is only weeks away, both President Trump and Democrat candidate Joe Biden are stumping full speed ahead. President Trump from the White House. So you've just marched 
to the White House because you understand to protect the lives of black Americans and all Americans, you have to have your police support you. You have to have that. If the left gains power, they'll launch a nationwide crusade against law enforcement, and they've already done that. And you see them, they're doing that at a level that nobody's ever seen before. Joe Biden is in Erie, Pennsylvania. We lose anywhere from 700 to 1,000 people a day dead. The president was told a little while ago, when he was told 100,000 people a day were dying, you know what he said? He says it is what it is. Well, it is what it is because he is who he is. USA Radio News. Hurricane Delta, now a tropical depression, is weakening as it travels over land with nearly 11 million people in the storm's path. FEMA's Peter Gaynor tells us power outages are plaguing the area. Uh, But right now, what we see, uh, power outages... Uh, in Louisiana, about uh, six, uh, 688,000. Uh, in Texas, about 107,000. And in Mississippi, about 92,000. So uh, power seems to be the issue right now. Do you trust what you hear about politics? Chances are you're not alone. USA Radio News' Val Dior has more. A new survey conducted by Gallup for the Knight Foundation found 81% of U.S. adults polled said they're concerned to some degree about misinformation on social media swaying the White House race. Nearly half of all respondents, 40 said they're very concerned about misinformation tilting the race, while one-third, 33%, said they're somewhat concerned. Both Democrats and Republicans were surveyed. For USA Radio News, I'm Val Dior. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So, Andrew, was your dad just upset with you because he felt you were lying? He said something about the government, like the damn government or something. And, of course, he worked at the carbide plant and they were doing secret work of all kinds and he knew a lot of people at the the tech center he actually played on the tech center softball team and he never would talk about his world war ii experience he never would really talk about what he did at work at carbide but i found out at the mothman festival a few years back this lady would come every year and she would tell me more and more each time she said they actually had the world's first nuclear reactor at Carbide at the tech center built in the late 20s and early 30s 
and that she personally had worked on the dismantling of it. I think it was the 1990s or early 2000s. And at that time, they also removed all of these water towers or these um, or oil. They look like oil tanks, you know, the big round things you see where they store oil. We had those right in Mound, uh, where I lived. A bunch of those were removed recently. And I was told by somebody else whose dad worked for the water company that they were storing the radioactive wastewater in those tanks. Before they were taken down, I took some Geiger readings over there, and that place was indeed radioactive. I was getting significant readings in that area down there at the bottom of Woodward Drive in North Charleston, West Virginia, where Charles Manson lived and Sarah Jane Moore lived. And we can speculate about that, too. That's just another like weird side story to the whole thing is that those two live there. It's a, it just, it's a conspiratorial kind of place. There was, there were, there were uh, people that worked on secret projects living there. There were these, uh, you know, future assassins living there like Sarah Jane Moore. And that's just on top of the, the weird paranormal stuff. Uh, but yeah, I saw Mothman that time and then um, saw him again five years later around the time that we took that photo or my sister took this photo of me, which has this face in the window, which looks very similar to Garuda masks, Thunderbird masks. And pe- a lot of people don't think it means anything. And I, you know, I have to agree. Yeah, it just looks like a face in the window. But it wasn't something we could have cooked up at the time. I, and even if it is kind of a, a reflection, if it's a if it's a reflection of light and shadow that ends up looking like a Garuda or Thunderbird, that's still something. You know, why did it do that? And why did my two-year-old son, who was almost three, I think, why did he point to the picture and say Garuda? I don't know if I told you, if you, if you uh, remember that. But I had this photo that my sister had taken, and I'm just thinking this is an old photo, and I happened to be leafing through the box of photos, and he's... My son points right to that window and says, Garuda. He may have heard me say the word Garuda somewhere along the way, but he, he had no idea what it, was, what it looked like or why it would be in this photo. And then that got me wondering what it was, and then I found some images that looked like what's in the window. But the photo is basically passed unnoticed, you know, in the UFO field. No one seems to, you know, think anything of it. And a lot of things like that from my research just have gone unnoticed. I don't think many researchers, even people that have written intros for me, for my books, I don't think they've read the books because they're long, they're very intricate. There's like 2,500 pages of material. I think most researchers are, they're mostly interested in writing their own books, you know, promoting their own research, and they're not really looking deeply into the Mothman story. And because if they did, I mean, it would scare the hell out of them. It's it's way stranger than, it's as strange as the Mothman Prophecies book, and even more strange than that. You know, when we look at this, though, we think of the state of the UFO field these days. Now, of course, there are all the hopes for disclosure. Uh, The government's going to tell us that E.T. is out there ready to land or something. We have the Pentagon UAP task force to the Stars Academy and all that stuff going on. Is that anything that's on your radar? Have you been following what's been happening or do you think it just doesn't really cover your specific interests? 
I follow it. Yeah, I, I see each one come up, and and I always think, you know, Keel told me a lot of things that have all been very helpful as I've gone and gone ahead since he died and sort of watched what's going on. And one of them was he's he's always he was always saying that this disclosure thing is is endless. It started it started in the right at the beginning, late forties, and they've been doing it ever since because. Itself, it's it's a it's the promise of something that's going to come, and it's it's not unlike the constant um, spraying of profit uh, profit profits <laughs> profiteers who you know say the world's going to end you know next you know certain date of the year and it comes and everyone comes and goes. The end of the Mayan calendar was the last really big one we had, and. You know, everyone thought that was going to be 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 the the end, and it wasn't. And uh, I'm glad I didn't spend time writing a Mayan calendar book then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, uh, um, well, oh, it, just what you were saying there, I could completely relate to the sentiments you were expressing about the amount of attention that paranormal researchers and ufologists, in particular, have treated the subject of the Mothman. Because for me, it was just kind of an interesting side note. And uh, after our our last interview with Bill Kusilis, and uh, of course, we've had Nick Redburn on, and he's talked about uh, Keel quite a bit as well. I'm thinking, you know, I may have really missed something that is a lot more important than what I thought it was. And so I'd like to go over some of the, maybe some of the highlight points with you to try and generate some interest in this again so that people will go out and have a closer look at this. What do you think are the sort of, say, top 10 main points about this that should get people back interested in this subject? Boy, that's tough. Um, Boy, um, well... I'm just going to look at my three pages of notes. You know, I'm, I'm a little rusty. I haven't done it. Well, that's okay. While you're yeah. thinking about that, can you tell us a little bit about your sister's sighting of the Mothman? She uh, was hike. She was in the woods with another girl, and saw all they saw was the disembodied red eyes. But she's sure it was Mothman. How she's how she knows, I'm not sure. Because even I've wondered, you know, was it what did I really see Mothman or did I see an elemental or a demon? My son's always saying, you know, he's in high school now. It's all demons all the time, Dad. Don't you know that? Well <laughs> uh, Well remember teenagers are always right. That kid is so freaking smart. Um, it just blows my mind. He, he, he can tell you, he can give you a world history all the way going back, you know, recorded human history. He understands it all. He reads, he, I must buy him at least almost one book a day of, of intricate, uh, historical spiritual stuff. He's getting into the history of the Orthodox church and the Catholic church. And he reads, he's read the Bible backwards and forwards and, and, uh, well, that so makes perfect sense. Uh, I mean, he comes from from your family, you, who, uh, while I was leaving through some of your uh, bio, uh, 
you got like a scholarship to Harvard. So uh, when we're talking for people who don't know you, you're not a dull guy. Or a dim person. Like when you say that there's some sort of connection that just seems a little bit out of the ordinary, I think we can probably take it more seriously than just someone who is like, oh my God, aliens. Hey, before we have an answer from Andrew, we've got more to come. Andrew Colvin, Gene Steinberg, J. Randall Murphy, you're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. Silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at Silverlungs.com. That's Silverlungs.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com My name is Brian, and I'm 80 years of age. Recently, I was dealing with symptoms of a COVID infection. Initially, I had a fever with chills and a sore throat. Within a short time, the fever subsided, and the sore throat improved but still lingered. I used several different supplements without success. I then tried Green Meadow Whey, and immediately my sore throat went away. I feel that Green Metal Way helped me defeat this COVID infection, and it gives me a noticeable lift in my energy. Lactoferrin is a naturally occurring nutrient in whey protein. It has been shown to have potent antiviral activity. Lactoferrin binds to a virus, blocking its ability to enter the cell. It also stimulates antiviral interferon production. Green Metal Way contains 300 to 600 milligrams of non-denatured lactoferrin per scoop. To order, call 888-988-3325. That's 888 888- 888-3325 or go to greenmetalway.com. 
Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get the Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, that bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 866-657-8517. 866-657-8517. That's 866-657-8517. Hi, this is James Fox. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Before Andrew answers Randall's question, I just want to remind our listeners again that we have these coupon codes for the James Fox UAP UFO documentary, The Phenomenon. If you order up a brand new five-year or lifetime subscription to the Paracast Plus, we give you the coupon code while they last. Check out the Paracast.plus, the Paracast.plus. Okay, Andrew, we gave you some extra seconds there to come up with an answer to Randall's question. What say you? Well, I, when I was younger, I had a, a photographic memory, uh, but that's no longer the case. So I literally can't remember. I mean, this is why I have all my notes here. I was trying to, you know, get refamiliarize myself with, with some things. And also, I sent you the uh, chapter titles of all the different keel books we've done so that if, if you had anything in there that you thought was interesting, then I could pull it up on the PDF and remind myself what it was because, you know, there's so much of it. As I get older, my memory just isn't quite what it used to be. But uh, getting back to, to the, my second sighting, which raises the question of what is it are you seeing? You know, my sister thinks she saw Mothman. Um, the guy that was in the room with us when that photo was taken, he says he saw Mothman in the same place I did, except he didn't see it. It was invisible and it grabbed him. Now, I saw something come out of a tree that looked like a skinwalker silhouette, like a skinny devil thing. That doesn't mean that I saw Mothman. But later in it was on the 50th anniversary of the Washington, D.C. UFO flap. We were there. I was there with two other witnesses who are highly psychic and have seen UFOs and so forth and grew up there. And we all saw three reflections, what looked like, I think, were reflections of ourselves in a, some kind of cosmic mirror that was placed in front of us. There was a fourth entity watching this process. If the Mothman is a protector deity, which is kind of my working hypothesis, or it's a Thunderbird, which is also a protector deity, could be that, uh, then it may be attracted to this spot because there are demons or elementals, as my son you know, would say, don't forget the demons. Well, the Mothman could be a first responder to 
because the Garuda's job is to subdue demons, literally. So uh, that could be what I may not have seen Mothman, but I may be, have seen evidence. I think I saw him the first time flying above us. But the second time, not sure. Uh, did that thing sprout wings? It seemed like it may have been sprouting wings as I was running away because I immediately ran off. Uh, maybe it was Mothman shape-shifting or something. But there's so much here to, to, to parse through. It's difficult to say exactly what is what. And I I guess I, I'd rather just err on the side of caution and say, you know, we don't exactly know. We just know that a lot of weird things were seen at this one place. UFOs, uh, weird lights that seemed intelligent, um, men in black, we injured cold, the scene there, um, the, the Greenfield man, man in black. Uh, you guys were talking about the Alan Greenfield uh, man in black. We're pretty sure that he was coming to this spot when we were drive to visit a local mobster who lived right right there. Well, there's all these hot spot. There's all these connections, and so you know, just just to to help keep people who aren't as familiar with it uh, in focus. So, when you were younger, you and your sister had these experiences. Later, you were talking about these domes, and if uh, these domes are connected with, are they connected with the Union Carbide uh, workings that were going on there? Yes. Um, Okay. So the Union Carbide domes. Well, they don't own all the domes. The domes are, you know who owns the TNT area? It's the Olin Foundation, the Olin Company, which uh, advertises on NPR as a progressive, they sound like they're a progressive, you know, think tank foundation, the Olin Foundation. Well, they're really arms makers, and they've owned the TNT area the whole time. When, and they when rent out it- the domes. Sorry, when you call it the TNT area, I think of, uh, you know, in- instantly of um, explosives. Is that what it actually is, or is the TNT for something else? Yeah, that's it, it ostensibly was for um, manufacturing TNT during World War II. That's, that's why the domes were built, and they would store the, the TNT in the domes. And that's uh, why it's, it's called the, the TNT domes. It's just—it's actually because. Right. Okay, great. Okay, that really helps but, to clarify that. But as the years have gone by, they've stored other things in the domes, and it just depends on whoever's renting them. Yeah, and that so, seems kind of weird. Like, what else has been going on with those domes? But what, but at the time that the Silver Bridge collapsed and they shut the town down, and the Men in Black were sort of scaring everyone away. The rumor is that they were moving all of the stuff out. Carbide was moving the stuff out and sending it to Area 51, which Carbide also has a, you know, they have a presence at Area 51, being the the big producer of plutonium. You know, if you've got any kind of craft that needs, you know, I, there's no doubt that they have radio satellites that use, you know, radioactive materials. Oh, sure. To uh, yeah, and so carbide's the one making that stuff, and and if and if that lady was right, then they were using a seed reactor in Charleston to test out how they were going to do the plutonium or you know distill it from uranium, and then they farmed some of that out to 
possibly to to uh, Nazi Germany because the company working with Carbide on that was the Lind Corporation, L-I-N-D-E. They're still they're still in uh, Charleston. They have a plant there, and they they were sharing patents. We Carbide was sharing patents with Nazi uh, with the Nazis and or IG Farben. And, oh God, uh, this is so, really interesting too. I was I heard you on another show, one of your older shows that you had mentioned earlier, and you started talking about this, and I was thinking that is totally amazing because we don't hear a lot of conversation about the role that big business played. It's as if they didn't care which side anybody was on so long as they were making the profits from it. And uh, so that would be really interesting to go into, too. It wasn't until I think it was um, two years ago, I was at the doctor's office and I saw a science science magazine. I think it was, I think it was just called Science. And they, this is the first time I've seen court corroboration of this concept. They had an article about unexploded bombs in Germany. They'd be found, you know, in somebody's yard, and they would have to, person would have to move until they blew it up or whatever. And they mentioned in there that that, that Leslie Groves, head of the uh, Army uh, Nuclear Manhattan Project, purposely refused to bomb certain plants in Germany because they might have radioactive materials. So this tells you that that Carbide could have farmed out some of this work to IG Farben and some of the concentration camp victims who looked skinny, and we assume that they were just underfed, may have actually been radiation victims from having worked with uranium, uh, hand-processing it into plutonium. Yeah, I first ran across the whole IG Farben thing and reading an author, William Bramley, Gods of Eden, and he talked about the whole IG Farben connection and how it transformed, I think he said, into Dow Chemical or something. Among other things, yeah, that's not the first time I've heard about munitions plants not being attacked. was reading an, another account about how there was some bomber squadrons that were on a mission. They had gone and completed their mission. They had ordnance left over, and they were flying directly over a major Nazi munitions plant and said, look, it'd be no problem for us to drop the bombs on that. And they were told in no uncertain terms not to do it. I have a question also when you raise that, which is we didn't drop a bomb or were asked not to on those plants. What happened to them after World War II ended? Because obviously we had all these German scientists who came to America. They went to Russia and the ones that came here, they were instrumental in jumpstarting our space program with their technologies. Wonder what would have happened. What would have happened if we didn't have their expertise? That was really interesting there. We've got a lot more to talk about. Andrew Colvin is one of these people who has done lots of things, and we can only begin to cover some of it, so we'll probably grab hold of him and have him on for after the Paracast this week, too. With Gina Randall, you're in the Paracast. Listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. 
Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. There's so much hand sanitizer on the market, but beware, not all hand sanitizers are created equal. That's why you want to use 2020 Safe Hand Sanitizer. You can trust the hand sanitizer on 2020safe.net to be made with the highest quality ingredients, American-made, with American ingredients, employing Americans. Log on now to 2020safe.net and order your one liter today. Normally $29.99, but reduced to $19.99. So hurry while supplies last and receive a bonus. That's right. You'll receive a 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, a $39.95 value, free, by using code GCN at checkout. Right now, click 2020safe.net. That's 2020safe.net to get our one-liter bottle of high-quality hand sanitizer with your free bonus. A 30-count bottle of Immune Booster, valued at $39.95. Remember to enter GCN at checkout. And the bonus is yours, free, 2020safe.net. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So after World War II, all these places were left intact when the Allies took over? You know, I don't know. I, I just was, I, I was just happy to see some, some evidence that, uh, of my theory <laughs> that that some of these uh, that the uh, the treatment of the of the Jews putting them in the camps was was for some sort of reason you know other than just hatred that there might have been a, a a creepy industrial you know use there exploitation uh, not that that's something you want to find out so I'm not saying that you know it just it made sense it made the lady's story make make sense. You know, there's other connections here. There's there's the, one of the I.G. Farben heirs, uh, heiresses, married uh, a man from Charleston. Uh, I forget the names, but he he ended up inventing the electrical circuit breaker. Lily, I think, was his name. So there's a connection. And then I believe Carbide had one of their directors was the father of uh, one of the ladies that was at Jonestown. <laughs> one of the, the late the Leighton family. Yeah, Leighton, that's who it was. It wasn't Lily, it was Leighton. So Leighton events the circuit breaker, his son, I think, became a director at Carbide 
and also a big uh, allergy uh, allergy inventor of allergy medicines out in California, and then that's how they got involved with the Jonestown cult. And so the Laytons were, you know, played a big role in the Jonestown cult. They may have been the ones that got away with all the money. And one of the daughters has written a book about it, uh, Deborah Layton, I believe. And uh, that land that Jonestown was on was once owned by Carbide. There's a whole lot of strange stuff revolving around Carbide, and and it does still it's still a it's still a company. It's just sort of been di- divested pieces of it. Um, what used to be the Carbide plant, plant is now a Bayer plant. So Bayer is really kind of the the reconstruction of IT Farben. You know they kicked off some of the pieces and you know bear was always the, the biggest chunk of ig farming yeah i mean it's 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 one reason i think if you want to if you want my i guess personal gut feeling about why man was appearing to anybody it was as a protector deity it was to maybe tell us this story to, to get me to think about that the different things that were going on it's a and to maybe stumble on this, this fact, these facts about uh, what was happening. I mean, that's a big story. If, if indeed the uh, the, uh, what do you, I can't, for some reason, I'm, I, um, the Holocaust. If the Holocaust was really just a reason to to get cheap labor to to to, to uh, process uranium, I mean, that's that's huge. And of course, it's so it's so it's so dark that it's something that I don't think anyone would ever want to come out. So I'm kind of concerned about even bringing it up on the radio. It's like I don't want the yeah. men in black. I've, I've they've left me alone for a few years now. So I'm, you know, it's been real quiet, and I like that. Going back to the Mothman, though. Going back to the Mothman now. Okay, so it serves as a purpose here. That we're kind of guessing, because whatever the Mothman is, it can't actually send us a message saying, hi, I am here to tell you about. We have to guess what it's there for. What is the Mothman? Is it a ghost, a spirit, some kind of force? What? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would say it's the collective unconscious speaking back to us. You know, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's just what I've always said. You didn't. I didn't lose you there. I dropped my phone. Did, yeah, no, we're still me? here. Yeah, uh, we yeah. do that to people. By the way, we make people drop their phones. The reason we do that is because I we can help encourage the income of third party shops that repair iPhones. I'm kidding. <laughs> When you uh, say that air- MIB has left you alone now, for, did, did, okay, so this opens up a whole other can of worms. Like, did you? Th- that kind of implies you actually had some kind of an MIB experience, or thought that they maybe had been trying to influence you in some way, or were you just sort of kidding about that? No, no. Well, let's get. Oh, when let's was, get into that then. When I was a kid, uh, around this time of the Mothman. We were visited by two men in black who hypnotized my entire family right in front of me, but it didn't work on me because I was too young. 
I sat there and watched it happen. What? And they okay, describe of, this in some greater detail if you can. Uh, like they knock on the door. How many of them were there? How did you know? Did you yeah. invite, come on in and hypnotize us, or what happened? Yeah, they knocked on the door and came in, sat down. I remember where they were sitting. Uh, one guy asked the questions; the other one didn't say much at all. And I don't know how he put him into a trance, but he did. And I faked my way through it. I acted like I was in a trance, but I wasn't. And Just I, let me interrupt quickly here. Were these the traditional men in black with the dark suits and everything? Yeah. Yeah. And I've often tried to find out, you know, by looking at photos of, 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 of men in black or people that purported to be men in black, like Major Richard French. Was, was he? I heard a beep on my iPhone. I hope I didn't cut out there. No. Um, uh, it wasn't Major Richard French. Uh, it wasn't, it, it may have been Indrid Cold, whoever we think Indrid Cold was. It may have been the guy in that Greenfield photo, if that was Indrid. There's also another photo of Indrid that I, of a guy from Point Pleasant who might be Indrid. Um, I thought it might be Fred Crisman for a while. Not sure about that. We should mention who Fred Crisman was, because he is one of the screwier people who had some peripheral involvement in the UFO field. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh, involvement in the Mari Island inst- uh, uh, incident, the uh, JFK assassination, possibly as a, a the shooter or someone who transferred money through... Uh, Reverence, what was that guy's name? I, I figured it out there. Uh, he's got a strange name. There was a Reverend in Omaha working with Major Wayne Aho and Dr. Frank Stranges doing UFO um, uh, conventions. And that guy was, I think, the guy that, that Chrisman was passing the money to uh, and for the assassination. And by some weird quirk, I happened to go to Haiti once when I was in high school to work on a, building a church. And we stayed at this hotel in uh, Port-au-Prince, which I later found out was a CIA base. And I got to know the lady that ran the place. And she's like the Matahari of the, of the CIA in Haiti. She was informing on everybody. And she was involved. She's the one who blew the whistle on this, that, that Chrisman or, or these players were took some money, shipped some money through Haiti to the JFK assassins. And I just thought, that, what, you know, what, that's so coincidental for me to even to be there. And, and she actually liked me and, and was very nice to me and took me around personally. She, I don't know why she took an interest in me. Lovely lady. You know, when you raise this issue of Fred Lee Chrisman, which we kind of devolved to, and I want to cover it for a bit here. We're just running back and forth with different topics. Andrew, I used to know a guy no longer with us named Floyd Murray, who in the late 60s and the 70s was investigating people like Chrisman and all the people who were outgrowths of the Maury Island incident. We've got more to come with Gene Randall and Andy. You're in The Paracast. 
Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Are you ready for what's next? It's likely coming. More food shortages, power outages, grocery stores closed, social unrest. Ask yourself, do you have enough food and supplies on hand to last at least 30 days? Most Americans do not, but you can. Avoid the panic of the last-minute rush. Order your four-week supply of emergency food today from MyPatriotSupply.com. Starvation or dependency on the government are your only alternatives. Avoid those and the pain of being unprepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now. Build your emergency food supply with meals that last up to 25 years in storage, shipped discreetly to your door. Folks that know what's coming are using today to prepare. There's time for you to do the same. That's MyPatriotSupply.com, the original Patriot Preparedness Company. MyPatriotSupply.com No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811, brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the health insurance hotline today learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates this is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates so call right now to learn more 800-670-0946 800-670-0946 call 800-670-0946 800-670-0946 do the letters IRS give you anxiety? I'm Dan Pilla. I've defended people from the IRS for more than 40 years. My book, How to Get Tax Amnesty, created the tax resolution industry and is responsible for helping hundreds of thousands of people. It can help you, too. If you're a non-filer or facing IRS enforcement right now, your case is unique. You need real help, not cookie-cutter advice. My clients get my personal attention. Buy my book at danpilla.com and get a free consultation directly with me. That's danpilla.com. Let's start solving your tax problem right now. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. See, the first time I heard of Fred Lee Chrisman was... Maury Island, of course, then we had the Kenneth Arnold connection because Ray Palmer, the Chicago publisher, hired Arnold to go to state of Washington and look into this Maury Island UFO incident. And one of the two people who allegedly were involved was, of course, this guy, Fred Christman. And he has such a strange history. I think one of his last jobs was as a conservative talk show host, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was uh, in Seattle, Tacoma. And he was using the name Dr. John. I can't remember the name, but it, was, it was, wasn't it was too far off from injured cold. <laughs> you could somehow twist it around a bit and come up with injured cold. So I, I thought for a while that he was injured cold. But I went over to Mari Island because I have a friend who lives over there and took some Geiger counter readings over there and it was radioactive there and the, that part of the island where the slag was supposed to have fallen. Hold the presses. <laughs> when did you do this and what level of radiation was there? I just had a little ticker, a little ticker that, that you, it's like a keychain ticker and it ticks at a certain speed and it was ticking. I mean, it wasn't ticking fast, so it wasn't a lot, but it was ticking and this was five years ago, maybe. And, you know, John Keel always said that he thought that they were dropping slag there from Hanford, Hanford Nuclear uh, Facility, and flying it over and dropping it into the ocean, and that they accidentally dropped some on Mari Island on their way out. I, I will just say this, because it popped into my head for some reason, that you know, you guys were talking about Donald Kehoe and the articles he wrote before he got into UFOs. Well, one of the articles he wrote before he got into UFOs, it was 46, 1946, was he wrote an, an article about the, the invention of the remote-controlled airplane and how he had, you know, flown in one of these. Or and I don't remember all the details. We republished it in one of our uh, Gray Barker collections. We did a few Gray Barker collections, too. But, you know, think about it. If they could, they could totally take off and land an airplane in 1946, now, what could they have done by 1966? They could have had things flying around that could land and, you know, maybe put off actinic rays and burn people's eyes and cause a lot of the effects that we associate with landed UFOs. And then, you know, it would have been easy then to go find a witness nearby and harass them, and it would all seem like a big mystery. Well, they never called the they never called the Air Force. They never called the police. So how did they know where they were? Well, because they knew exactly where they were landing the drone, right? So a lot of these things could be easily explained. I'm not saying all UFOs can be explained as being synthetic craft. Don't get me wrong. Okay, Samori so Allen. Back in, what, 1947, where two harbor patrolmen, that's Fred Lee Chrisman and Harold Dahl, 
on a workboat near Maury Island see six donut-shaped objects, and they dropped a substance that was some sort of slag. Okay, that's where it all began, and then it became a spy novel when Kenneth Arnold flies in there, and there are no hotels available for him to stay at, except the one that someone, unknown party, reserved in his name. I mean, it was a pretty weird story, forgetting about everything else. It was like they were being, they were being monitored, they were being spied upon. <laughs> and then we well, have sure, a connection with Fred Lee Chrisman. This is told in yeah. one half of a book called The Coming of the Saucers written by Palmer and by Kenneth Arnold. Palmer's section was just UFO sightings. Arnold was a first-person account of what he went in through there, and it got so crazy that when he was leaving, suddenly his private plane, the engine shut off, and he had to make a crash landing. I mean, it got to be a crazy, crazy spy story that to this day people say might have been a hoax, but this is a pretty dirty hoax because, what was it, two Air Force people had samples of the slag and their plane crashed and they died. Wow. Yeah, and the, pl- and, and the, plane, the plane was hidden away in the basement of the Centralia Histor- Historical Museum and nobody knew it was there until recently. But pieces of the plane are there, and I guess they just didn't want people to ask questions about it. But, uh, you know, I, we republished that book because I, I, I was contacted by uh, Kenneth Arnold's daughter, I believe, or granddaughter. It was, it was his daughter. And so it doesn't sell very well. It doesn't seem like many people are interested in that story for some reason, uh, you know, I, mean, I think people are interested more Island, more Island, but they don't seem to be that interested in reading the first-person account of it by Kenneth Arnold. I don't know why, because it's a great story. He tells it really well, too. Do you know who Kurt Southerly is? Yeah. Uh-huh. You do? Yeah. Okay, Kurt, of course, was an old friend of mine. He also looked into this, and he did an episode of the Powercast where he talked about this, he'd spoken to Kenneth Arnold's daughter and came up with some interesting information. But we started here to look into the this character, Fred Lee Crispin, who's a harbor patrolman. And then was he a spook or something, a military person? What was he? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, he was a CIA pilot. He'd flown for the OSS, uh, the hump, they called it, from California to Burma during the war. And then after that, he flew for a couple of airlines. And then and then he ends up in, uh, after being accused by Jim Garrison of being involved in the JFK thing, he shows up in Point Pleasant literally right around the same time looking uh, at the Derenberger's uh, home looking for Indrid Cold because, you know, Derenberger had contacted Woody, uh, Indrid Cold had contacted Derenberger. And so Crisman got went to the Cleveland uh, UFO group and got inform- uh, got the their their approval to go down. So we know he did this. This is a real thing. So he's in West Virginia as well. 
And and then I got this wacky idea that since at the same time, uh, David Ferry had gotten busted by Garrison for having uh, stored munitions in domes in Houma, Louisiana, that Ferry may have moved the munitions up to Point Pleasant into one of the domes there. Why? Because people were seeing a guy wearing a fright wig around town. And Ferry wore this horrendous-looking red wig made from monkey hair. Let's continue this. Let's continue this with Andrew Colvin. Gene and Randall. Oh, my God, we're in the JFK assassination here now. More to come with Gene and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Frustrated trying to get business capital? Want to take the slow process and rejection out of the equation? GCNloans.com removes the slow, irritating approval process. Instead, get quick, simple funding. Powered by David Allen Capital, 80% of our pre-qualified clients are approved in days. Pre-qualify at GCNloans.com and get your money this week. It's that easy. GCNloans.com. That's GCNloans.com. We've all seen and perhaps use the alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Have you noticed how it dries your skin and as soon as the alcohol evaporates, it's no longer effective? GCNteam.com has alcohol-free antibacterial soap and foam meeting or exceeding all requirements set forth by the United States Food and Drug Administration. Come to GCNteam.com. Keyword antibacterial or call 877-878-4203. USA Radio News. I'm Lance Pry. President Trump and Democrat candidate Joe Biden are courting American voters. President Trump was at the White House Saturday. I think it said 56% of the people prefer their position now in the midst of a pandemic than they did four years ago. Think of what that means. 56. And it's a Gallup poll and it's the highest poll ever recorded. 56%. Now tell me about that. No, we had it going, and we really had it going, and then the plague came in from China, but we're getting rid of that, and we're rebuilding it, and it's going to be better than it was even before. Former Vice President Joe Biden was in Erie, Pennsylvania. He said, Joey, I don't expect the government to solve my problems, but I at least expect them to understand my problems. You're facing real challenges right now, and the last thing you need is a president who exacerbates them. USA Radio News. Hurricane Delta, now a tropical depression, is weakening as it travels over land with nearly 11 million people in the storm's path. FEMA's Peter Gaynor tells us power outages are plaguing the area. Uh, But right now, what we see, uh, power outages uh, in Louisiana, about uh, uh, 688,000. In Texas, about 107,000. And in Mississippi, about 92,000. So uh, power seems to be the issue right now. Do you trust what you hear about politics? Chances are you're not alone. USA Radio News, Val Dior has more. A new survey conducted by Gallup for the Knight Foundation found 81% of U.S. adults polled said they're concerned to some degree about misinformation on social media swaying the White House race. Nearly half of all respondents, 48%, said they're very concerned about misinformation tilting the race, while one-third, 33%, said they're somewhat concerned. Both Democrats and Republicans were surveyed. 
For USA Radio News, I'm Val Dior. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Introducing Reveal from GCNLife.com. Beverly Hills dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman invented Reveal, which contains polypeptides with natural botanicals and no parabens, sulfates, silicones, or dyes for a salon-quality hair growth product. Reveal. Here's Dr. Newman. I have treated a lot of patients who lose their hair and they lose their confidence. We've created a unique set of polypeptides, which we call HPT6. The HPT6 contains the polypeptides from six different plants. The scalp infusion treatment should be used on wet or dry scalp. The Reveal hair care system is designed to be used for men and women alike. Get Reveal at GCNLife.com with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try Reveal today at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Plus a discount up to 25% off for Reveal at GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Oh, wow. Where things take us. Jim Garrison. All right. Now, do you have a feeling about all that? About, of course, obviously his efforts to convict someone of the assassination failed. And that kind of wrecked his career. But we have again the appearance of Fred Lee Chrisman. We have the connection with the UFO mystery because of the Morion affair. Hmm. What do you think about the Garrison investigation? Well, just let me say this while it's on my mind. Is that Ferry was storing his munitions in domes owned by Schlumberger Oil, which has a long history. It goes all the way back to Benedict Arnold, I believe. He was storing some things in there, in addition to regular things, something called poison dart uh, discs that shoot out of it, and and they don't make any noise. So, you know, a lot of people think that Ronald Reagan was shot with one of these. Anyway, Somehow, I, I don't remember how I found this out, that Perry had these flochettes. I think it may have been from uh, the guy who wrote the book, uh, uh, Mary's Monkey, um, Haslam. Anyway, uh, I knew someone no longer with us who worked for Schlumberger in Charleston who said that they had some domes at the TNT area that they rented out. So, and what's even stranger is when my father died, he he was fine. He said one night. Oh, he had had uh, he got he got cancer in his leg, and we figured, well, it's from being exposed to something at work. You know, could have been radioactive, could have been some chemical. But then we found out later there was a, a sticky thing sticking up out of the seat of his car, of the driver's seat of his car, and maybe he had been poisoned. Because that was another thing they did. This they would put radioactive material under your car seat, and this is from my all my research into conspiracies and stuff over the years. This some this is an old trick that they would do to make it look like you just give you cancer, and then no one would ever ask questions. Well, then they fixed that. They got that. They you know they took that out. Well, then one night he claimed my dad claimed he got shot in the back with something while he was sleeping. 
And sure enough, a tumor developed there, which ended up killing him. Well, that's exactly what these flechettes did that David Perry had. And so, you know, were they using these, you know, because carbide could have easily gotten a hold of, you know, some of these or gotten someone like Ferry to go around and because my dad was a troublemaker <laughs> at work. He was a, he was um, on the side of the union, you know, and not liked by locals because he wasn't from West Virginia. He was from upstate New York. And they, they were always, he was always getting in the scuffles with guys who would say racist things to him because he was Italian, call him a wop and things like that. So, you know, I've always wondered if he was, if they didn't have some kind of program to, mm-hmm. to, to go after whistleblowers. And, you know, if you've ever read the gemstone file, that's a big part of that story is that they were using nickel, pure nickel, um, which carbide had at that location in Charleston. They, they have a whole store of it, uh, and could have been using the, the pure nickel because they used that to make the machines that process uranium. Now, the other thing to remember is that there was another facility in Point Pleasant called the DLA, the Defense Logistics Agency uh, Depot, which stores so many ex- exotic materials that when they sold part, they sold the old part recently. There was an article in the paper that said if they had, that if they dumped all of that stuff onto the market, it would change. What did they say? It would change world economics. So it was something crazy. Like they had such valuable materials stored there. And when we were there uh, at the in the old part of the facility, we found six warehouses filled with this K Bracho bark. And I mentioned this last time I was on. What I forgot to mention was that we took the Geiger counter out, and all of these bags were hot, really hot. So they had obviously been storing radioactive materials in these warehouses. And there were not, the stuff wasn't in, in there anymore, but the bark, these bags of bark, which were soaking up, you know, were used to insulate whatever was in there, were still hot. And they were literally bagging this radioactive bark up and sending it off to China. We talked to, like, the guys that were doing the work. Like, what are you doing with this stuff? Well, we're selling it to China because they use it as a female aphrodisiac there. Now, either they were using it uh, at the TNT area or the DLA, all those during the war, they were probably using it for varnish. It was something used to make varnish. It's from an area of South America called the Gran Chaco, where there are also uh, Mothman like, uh, there's a Mothman like deity called the Oruro, O R U R O, that is uh, revered. And some of the parrots that live there live in this place in Seattle called Seward Park. And I mentioned last time that we had a witness who's seen Mothman in Seward Park three times where these parrots live. They live in one part of the park. (laughs) Are these parrots bringing in, are they somehow bringing Mothman in from, you know, it's it's the strangest thing, but this guy literally said that he saw Mothman and it touched him and it's in the towel, it's talon turned into a hand, a human hand. And it said to him, Be, beware door 11. And this was literally 100 years to the day from when they had taken down the Garuda statue in Bohemian Grove. 
There used to be a giant gorilla statue at Bohemian Grove in California. It was called Ugg. Just these weird things. Well, that, oh, these this, is all, this also looks like part of um, your book, The Mothman Speaks, Candid Conversations Concerning Cosmic Conundrums, Cryptic Creatures, Chimeras, Contactees, and the Cleverly Coded Coincidences and Correspondences of the Collective Unconscious. Uh, quite a mouthful there, but uh, it sounds <laughs> like we're getting into all of that with this. And... I don't know if it makes any sense or not, but it's really fascinating. That's for sure. Like, are we into that now? Is that what we're talking about? All of these sort of connected threads from these strange occurrences that have these, what does it all add up to? I don't know, but, but, but these are, there's more of these really stunning synchronicities. These are, I guess they're synchronicities um, or coincidences or, but, what I've noticed is in the field itself is that there's a lot of people out there now claiming to have synchronicities and they're really lame. Most of the time they're, <laughs> they're really lame compared yeah. to the yeah. insane things that we were having happen. I mean, one time this isn't a synchronicity, but one time I got in Harriet's car, Harriet is a, uh, and, uh, UFO witness of, and the car window started going up and down by itself. And she goes, oh, it does that, you know, when certain people get in the car. And I and I sent the car to, or we called the people in Sweden and there's a Volvo. And they, she said that, that they, there's just some people that, that set things up, set, set off our uh, electrical systems. And, you know, and I've been struck by lightning three times indirectly, you know, real close to getting really zapped. And, uh, I don't, I don't know. The list goes on and on. And, and I, but I find that people want to, they want to have these synchronicities. And I really would like to tell them, I'm not sure you do. You really, you really got to be careful, but they do. And they, and they'll claim that, you know, this or that and happened. And, and it's usually not that much of a synchronicity, but, so I don't know. I feel. I guess I feel sorry for them in a way because people want to have. They want to have some thing exciting. They want to. They want to be to special. They want to be part of this larger world, whatever it is. We're going to be real special here with these announcements. More to come with Gina Randall and Andy. You're in the Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out 
out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions. SilverLungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, simulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Whoa. When I got a look at all the titles that Andy had sent us, titles of collections, topics we could raise, I thought to myself, let's just take a deep breath, close our eyes, and jump and we're going to be in worlds you never dreamed of. And so have we jumped yet or what? Oh, yeah, we're in it now. We're deep, <laughs> deep in there. Just before the break there, we were talking about all of these synchronicities and coincidences and how some of them 
are more outstanding than others. Now, in your book, The Mothman Speaks, and you're talking about these coincidences, you call them cleverly coded. What do you mean by cleverly coded? You know, I don't know. I just thought it sounded cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know. I, well, I, I think, yeah, some of these things are hard to, they're, they're not obvious. You have to dig a bit. They're not there for the casual observer. Maybe it takes a hardcore synchronicity to, to get you to, to look at the code. You know, what is it? Well, let's take the 1111 code. Um, this was something that started happening to us in 2003. The people that had met John Keel at the festival, we all started having 1111 things. It would show up on the clock. It would show, the number would show up in all kinds of different ways. And it wasn't just those of us who had met Keel, but just any of the Mothman witnesses that I was interviewing for my video series that ended up becoming the books. Uh, we translated all or transcribed all the videos to the books. Uh, so I started writing, uh, Keel and I were working on this for three years at least, and he was having it as well. And we wrote about it and starting in 2005-ish probably, or maybe even a little bit before that on my blog. So the word got out that there was something about 11.11. Now, People didn't take the best parts of it. They, you know, how things are. They just sort of grabbed onto uh, the light workers got involved. And you know what happens when the light workers get involved? As my son would say, it's demons, demons. No, uh, it, they they turn it into something else. And so by the time uh, I was finished with my books, which was like what 2013. The 1111 meme had become, I wish I could get paid for this meme. I wish they paid for memes because this meme has become, the, it's probably the biggest thing I've ever done, but I'll, I will get no credit whatsoever. That's okay. But I wish I could have gotten paid for it. But it exploded and it's become this, this whole thing with people making up all kinds of other explanations for what it means. When I was kind of coming at it from um, a, a Masonic. You know, I was basing it on something I, that has been around a long time. And I was even going back to ancient uh, drawings, uh, founding caves things to, to, to show that the 1111, to where it, where it started. And, and, and yet, none of that is in any of the materials that you see about 1111 now, unfortunately, because I think it, it grounds it in some sort of reality. Now it's, you can say it's anything you want. I want to ask you as you take this through history, all the weird stuff that's going on, the synchronicities, the Mothman, the Men in Black, and whatever else there is out there military industrial stuff conspiracies how recent can we take these stories other than carbide of course which still exists how recent because obviously with mothman we're talking about 1960s with maury island 1940s world war ii coming up to the present what do we look at there were a lot of sightings after 2000 of mothman and 
2004 was big, 2003, four, five, oh, all through, all the way through to about 2011, I think. And then somehow it all switched to Chicago for some reason. Somebody got the, somebody who lives in Chicago got the idea, well, why don't we just move them to Chicago? And, and so they started having all these, uh, stories from Chicago, which I don't, we, I wonder, I wonder about them because they're often, some of them are pretty well sourced, but some of them aren't. Um, but here's another one. I just saw this in my notes. Uh, it's talk about, talk about, I don't know. It's similar to the 1111 thing. I came up with this idea in 2006. No, so five, I guess. Well, that's when I first wrote about it. Cause we had all these mounds, Indian mounds in my, in, in Mound, West Virginia. That's why it was called Mound. We had thousands of mounds, apparently. According to my high school teacher who researched it, a lot of them were torn down for the carbide plant. And uh, guess who lived right next to the carbide plant? Charles Manson. Well, I started speculating that, that even if a mound is torn down, you know, it, it could still generate energy maybe. They would do things under the mounds, too. They would have rituals under the mounds. And maybe Manson was being influenced negatively by some demonic spirits that had been trapped in the mounds. Well, about six months after I published this in my first book, um, Peter Lavenda puts it in his book, Sinister Forces, uh, the Sinister Forces trilogy, and he sticks it in the front and at the beginning and end of each of those books as, as if it's a, it could have been placed in, you know, quickly at the, you know, at the last minute. And, and I, for, it, I finally confronted him with it. I said, you know, did, did, did you, you know, borrow this idea? And if you did, why didn't you say, give me credit? And he said, I, I don't know who you are. I've never heard of you, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But think about this, the, the unbelievable coincidence that two people could, could really come up with the, the, this idea that Charles Manson was influenced by in, Indian mounds, spirits in Indian mounds. Yeah, that's a bit of a reach for sure. How many people even know about them? I mean, yeah, I mean, sure, the people watch doc documentaries. I've, I've heard of them, and I've heard of Charles Manson. But I never put the two together at all. And the thing about Lavenda's work is that he placed he placed Manson growing up in Ashland, Kentucky, which isn't true. He didn't live in Ashland, Kentucky. His uncle lived near there, but not in Ashland. He lived on Ark Street, and everybody who grew up there knew it. And we knew people that knew him when he was a kid and knew that he hung out with Sarah Jane Moore and they used to go to the store together and buy bubble gum. I mean, and so I always wondered, you know, what's Lavenda up to there? Is he just misinformed you know, or what? But anyway, there, there, there's strange things like that that happen throughout the story as well, where people are, are uh, trying to sort of uh, grasp onto some of the things that popped out of the Mothman story. I'm not going to take credit for all of that. I'm just going to say Mothman. Let's give him the credit. One of them is synchro mysticism. Okay. So oh, what's that all about? Synchro mysticism was, uh -huh. I'm not going to say it popped out of Mothman because I'm going to give the credit for that to Eugenia Macer's story, who was a, a writer from uh, New York state. And she was on my Mothy talk list for many years. And we corresponded voluminously 
I loved the way she wrote. She would she would connect all the little things happening in her life in such a way that it was about the synchronicities and she built a whole mythology around it and it became synchro mysticism. And some other people, you know, grabbed onto I took what she had done and I started writing the same way, but I gave her credit. And but the other people who who grabbed it didn't. What I came up with was something called synchro conspiracy, where I was using synchronicities to investigate what I thought was a conspiracy behind the Mothman story, which is this carbide thing. And, you know, is there some great corporate devilry happening that we need to? (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. Okay. We know there is. We just don't know exactly (laughs) how, (laughs) you know. Uh, Oh, and the spirit and the what about the sphere beings? Here's another one. Oh, okay. So I, I discovered, you know, through my interest in Buddhism, I was actually a Buddhist priest for a year, um, and then I got out of it. But, you know, when I was in there, uh, we had people that had been to Tibet, and they said, you know, there's, there's, there's uh, UFOs over there that fly around the monasteries. There's these balls of light. And it's not, some of them are just there naturally, but some of them are used by the monks to fly around it. What? And yes. Like, okay, so. Let's do our break. Let's continue and figure (laughs) this all out. Andy, Gene, and Randall, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. 
Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We are going where no human has gone before, maybe an ultra-terrestrial, maybe a collective unconscious. What were you starting up with in our previous segment, Andy Colton? Uh, well... These uh, balls of light could be used, could be created through the power of meditation by the you know, particularly powerful monks, could create a sphere, project themselves into it, and travel, go places. It got even weirder when I found a Buddhist monk in upstate New York again. Near, lived, he lived near uh, Eugenia, in fact. And she had... She visited the monastery in question. This guy claimed that he got into his spear and took off. And when he got to the other end, he popped out as a Garuda, a birdman. And then he would then minister to people as the Garuda. It just so happens I've had weird dreams my whole life of traveling in a bubble. <laughs> And floating around people's homes, and, and I'll get to the window and look in, and they'll look out and be terrified. And I could never figure out what the dream was about. Maybe I was connecting to this to this somehow. This is a whole subjective thing, then. So we're, we're talking, okay? Because here well, in Calgary, it was subjective for me. Yeah, like here in Calgary, we had some of these Buddha worshiping people come in and say that they were going to do a demonstration of levitation for the whole public to come and see. And so my life partner who I was with, Patricia, uh, she heard about it from someone who actually went, and they said that, okay, so when they claimed that they were actually doing it, all you could see them doing was they were meditating and they were kind of vibrating kind of a bit on the floor, but they weren't levitating. There was nothing to it. It was all in their mind. John Keel claimed he saw uh, a levitating monk when he was uh, over there. I don't know. That's what he said. Well, maybe that's what he saw. Uh, Someone who claimed they were levitating, but they weren't really levitating like we think of levitating, you know? Parenthetically, I wanted to ask about John Keel. Some people suggest that in some cases, rather than being serious, he was putting us on, which, of course, Gray Barker was notorious of doing. Do you think John Keel was 100% serious in all the suggestions and theorizing? Mostly, I you know I think in the eighth tower when he when he came up with the god phone idea or the god computer, he admitted he was just making that up. I don't know where he got it from if he totally made it up or he had some historical thing to go on. But my son tells me that there are some role playing games that 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 are huge amongst uh, teenagers now that involve the very same thing that. And they actually referenced John Keel. Somehow he's become the father of the God machine or something. I don't know what they call it exactly, but... 
Oh yeah, sure. That's I can believe that. Thing. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of games out there these days that are you know based on mythologies and you know there's a whole Area 51 game anyway. God, we've covered so many different, but, really but, interesting aspects of all of this so far. But I still with, don't what know. Happened? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish up. Sphere, I, did, I just want to finish the sphere being thing. Yeah. So I stopped writing about, I, I, as soon as I stopped, my book stopped, which I guess was 2012, something like 2013. That's when Corey Good jumps, pops up and says he's... Oh, he's man. one of the he's one of the he's one of these sphere beings, and now <laughs> the sphere the sphere being thing is huge, and I I'm pretty sure that he probably got it from from this stuff. This yeah, material. does anybody really? Well, okay, yeah, some people do obviously take him seriously. I don't. I I don't know any serious <laughs> ufologist who does. Uh, but okay, I mean, I guess we can come back to that. But you know where? No, we don't have to. Um, I still am wondering what happened when the MIB came and hypnotized your whole family. I mean, we just sort of switched from that and we were right in the middle of it. So let, what happened? And then what did they say things? What kind of suggestions did they give your family? They asked about time. They, the, some of those nonsensical questions that MIB asked, uh, it really, it, it didn't seem to amount to much. I think they said. I think they were trying to figure out. Well, let's say it, let's say there's some reality to that, and and they are, they were there from Carmine trying to figure out if my dad. I almost wonder if they were trying to figure out if my dad was leaking secrets, because of where uh-huh. he worked and his his best friend worked at his best friend worked at Sugar Grove, which is the secret base in West Virginia where the Navy controls the Atlantic fleet and the eavesdrops on all communications. Oh yeah. Well, that's very possible. Of course, what you're saying here implies these men in black may simply have been government agents who are using what they have in their toolbox to try to get information from your parents. Yeah. Yeah. Because not only that, but there was another time or two when my, my oldest sister not the one who saw Mothman. My older sister was was a Mothman hunter. She was always trying to find him. But she uh, claimed the UFO landed in our yard, and the little green men came in and and scooted around and looked went through all of her drawers. And another time, a man in black came in and went through her drawers and stuff. So you know, maybe they were searching our house every now and then, uh, putting us, gassing us, and knocking us out, and searching through everything to see. You know, if there was any leaked material, that that could be. But yeah, you know, I guess why weirder, would they land? With all these kind of wacky things that you're covering over the years, have you been pursued yeah, like, by Men in Black much since then? The only thing was well, a short time in 2009 when Adam Gorightly and I were working together. We went out to um, Conspiracy Con, I think it was in uh, Santa Clara and there was a guy watching us who we who had the same slouch as the guy in the Greenfield man in black photo and and we figured he might be Andrew Cole they're that same guy you know aged quite a few years 
Now, this particular Greenfield man in black photo, is that the one near John J. Robinson's house? No, that's the other one. That's the one that uh, Tim Buckley and Jim Mosley took. Greenfield took one in Charleston in Charleston in 1969, I think, when the when Gray Barker had a convention there, UFO convention, and that's when my oldest sister contacted him because she was interested in finding, you know, Mothman, and uh, she's mentioned in one of his one of his things, one of his uh, pamphlets, or or uh, what do you call those unscheduled announcements that he would do. So, uh, yeah, that, they're two different, two different MIBs. But then we don't really know these were MIBs. They just look like peculiar people. Yeah, we just know that the one in, in, in the Greenfield one ended up on at our Mothman sighting spot in the very in that Volkswagen that uh, Andrew and Cole was known to drive that had the same license as the one that was following John Robinson in New Jersey, if you'll recall. Let us continue with that. Now, we're really, really here going back through time. In a sense, I almost feel as if we're entering another time, another space. So many decades ago, so much strange has happened. Now, just to let listeners know, John J. Robinson was a mystic UFO researcher, Someone that was active in the field, and mostly in the 60s. Somebody I knew. I mean, I spent the night at his home a few times. He was such a fun person to talk to, unless he got on his bad side. And then he had this glare in his eyes. Because I could be kind of mischievous as a teenager. This glare in his eyes that if looks could kill. If looks could kill. John J. Robinson could send those vibes. Otherwise, he was just a wonderful guy. We've got more to come with Gene Randall and Andy, you're in The Paracast. Hello, Paracast people. I'm Greg Carlwood, the host of the Higher Side Chats podcast, an uninterrupted and action-packed interview-based show where I talk to some of the brightest minds for our troubled times about all things paranormal, occult, esoteric, and conspiratorial. After 10 years, we've heard it all. Alien moon bases, archons, hollow earth, technocratic and biomedical agendas, magic, mind control, and Lovecraftian monsters. Oh my. Usually, the first hour of the show is free, and the second hour is for members who sign up for the Higher Side Chats Plus at $8 a month. But praise be, we're giving Paracast listeners two free weeks of Plus when you use the all-caps coupon code PARACAST. Go to thehiresidechats.com, sign up with the code PARACAST, and dive into the nearly never-ending archive of great interviews I've been lucky enough to get over the years, from David Politis to David Icke, and many, many guests not named David. Check it out. You're going to love it. All right, Gene, was that good? Can we use that one? When you have a pain in the neck, Ugh. a real pain in the neck, back, shoulder, or legs, you now have two convenient choices to get fast relief without taking another pill. Because now, Sunny Bay heating wraps and pillows are available at both Amazon and Walmart. Yes, see Sunny Bay's four and a half to five star customer reviews on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. Our made in the USA, microwavable heat wraps, heatable neck pillows, and extra large body wraps are designed 
designed better for perfect support where and when you need it. Even while driving, Sunny Bay Wraps will not burn and stay balanced to provide soothing hot or cold therapy to help treat temporary or chronic pain. And the best part? Sunny Bay quality products started under $20. Join thousands of happy customers and see why Sunny Bay products have a lifetime 100% positive rating on both Amazon and Etsy. It's easy. Click Amazon or Walmart and search today for Sunny Bay. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or medical care, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-880-1896. 800-880-1896. 800-880-1896. That's 800-880-1896. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So let's continue here. John J. Robinson, we have this so-called man in black hanging out around his home in Jersey City, New Jersey. We're talking about this car that was the same license plate as what? The Volkswagen that Indrid Cole drove was had okay. this license plate number that was seen in both West Virginia and New Jersey. And there's even a photograph uh, that I found in one of the old UFO magazines of the, what I think was the Volkswagen, you know, right before Woody Derenberger came across Indrid on the highway there, there was a car wreck, which caused everyone to, to slow down. There was a picture of the wreck, and it was a Volkswagen. And strangely, the license plate was, white, was blacked out on the photograph. And I wonder, why would they do that? I mean, well, who cares? You know, 
unless it was that same Volkswagen, right? Then that would sort of give the game away that that Indrid staged a car wreck to get everyone to slow down and then somehow use hypnosis on Woody or, you know, however they were doing this. Maybe they beamed electromagnetic waves at him and got him into a state where he could, was suggestible, and then and then they make him, as a screen memory, they make him think a craft landed. But, you know, it's possible, again, that they could have easily had drones that they could fly around at that time. They had 20 years to work on the technology. I actually think Indrid may have actually had a, his own saucer that he could fly around. He was seen uh, I, many times. I don't know if I, could, I buy the idea that they have any technology that's even close to what UFOs, flying saucers, these alien craft, whatever they are, they're not made by us. There's no way. We just don't have that technology. Yes, we have remote-controlled airplanes, but an airplane is something completely different. Completely different. I'm not not saying that that he was in one of the ones that does the the super speedy turns and all that. He could have had one. No, they actually had some drones in the 60s that could take off and land and hover and come down slowly like the lunar module and and that sort of thing. And then they could have had, you know, I, I just, I think it's possible. Uh, again, not all, not all saucers. Well, yeah, because uh, I mean, most, well, most UFO reports actually are mistaken, uh, misidentified yeah. aircraft. So sure. It's possible that they could have had some conventional aircraft with some unconventional, uh, you know, drone capabilities that we didn't know about. That's that's entirely you, possible. But when you're talking Point Pleasant, you're in a whole different realm. There are reports uh, from that time of a saucer that would hover around over people's yards, and there was a guy standing in the open door, looking down, saying things to people, waving. The thing would land. He would jump out. I mean, these are obviously were we're moving slowly enough to, you know, to be able to hover over people's homes. Right. Well, there's lighter than aircraft that we can do and that they have made that look pretty weird too. some of them. And you can make a lighter than aircraft in just about any shape you want. So, you know, that's possibly explainable by terrestrial technology, just depending on how it moves. You know, if they don't, Move, they don't accelerate instantly. They don't stop instantly. They don't turn on a dime, you know, that sort of thing. But they can hover silently and they can move off at a, you know, at a rate that is like maybe a car, slow airplane kind of thing. Another one of the things that sort of took off after in the last five years since I've been absent was the idea that I came up with for synthetic synchronicity. Now, this is from observing real synchronicities, what I thought were real, and then suddenly noticing that some were faked. And mostly, I noticed it through news articles, and I think it can be used in other ways. But through the news articles, what you know, because there's a lot of this in my books where I would talk about what happened to me that, that week, but I would also mention what was happening in the news because I think sometimes there's, you know, influences. Okay, let's get into what that. So, so when you say what was happening to you that week, what was happening to you that week? I don't have anything specific other than what I started noticing was in the media, there would be an article here, 
and then an article here on the same day. People would make the connection and get a charge out of it. Like there would be something exciting about the juxtaposition of the two. It started off with, let's, I'll go back to when it all started for me. It was probably with the, the night that the Heaven's Gate people, it was reported that they had killed themselves. They had actually killed themselves two days before that, but they held off on the story for two days until the same night that the Martin Luther King family announced that they thought that James Earl Ray had not killed their father, that it was the government that had done it. So what happened was CNN, this is the first time they'd ever shown dead bodies on cable TV. CNN kept bouncing. You know, people call CNN liberal. Sorry, that's not. Anyway, it started off bouncing back and forth between the dead bodies and then jumping to the MLK press conference. And I guess another example would be even earlier than that would be when Reagan was inaugurated. It kept bouncing between his inauguration and the hostages being released in the Middle East. In Iran. What's behind that? They say these mainstream networks, CNN, MSNBC, are liberal. They are corporate. They're owned by large multinational corporations, CNN being currently owned by AT&T, which is going to be laying off a lot of people from Warner Media. We have NBC, which is owned by Comcast, NBC Universal owned by Comcast, huge corporations, and they're not necessarily here to inform the public. They are here to grab an audience and to sell ads, and whatever it takes, they'll do it. Not that journalists are not sincere. They are. I think most of them are trying to do a good job because I come out of broadcast journalism. But the networks, you know, it's whatever sells. Fox decided that being a conservative-oriented TV network sells, and that's what they do. If tomorrow they realize, let's become a liberal network, they'd find a way to do it, don't you think? Uh, you, what was that? What was that exactly? And mentioning CNN before is that's not really a liberal network. I was saying that Fox, which is a conservative network, if they realize one day if we become a liberal network or a mainstream network, we'll make more money, they'll find a way to do it. That's that's most of the time that's 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 the way it works. However, there's there's the old the old lost leader idea, which is if. If the people backing a certain paradigm are billionaires, then they'll go ahead and and pay for their ideas to get put out there, even if they lose money, because they don't care if they lose money. It'd be so nice to be that way in the UFO field. We've got more to come with Andy, Gene, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to generate an endless supply of natural silver solutions, silverlungs.com. You'll find no wild claims or pseudoscience, just a lifetime of nano-sized pure silver solutions. The Silver Lungs Generator allows you to make your own, so stop paying for silver solutions. The unique 
unique lung delivery system targets respiratory infections where other silver solutions simply cannot reach. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at SilverLungs.com. That's SilverLungs.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. USA Radio News. I'm Lance Pry. President Trump and Democrat candidate Joe Biden are courting American voters. President Trump was at the White House Saturday. I think it said 56% of the people prefer their position now in the midst of a pandemic than they did four years ago. Think of what that means. 56. And it's a Gallup poll, and it's the highest poll ever recorded, 56%. Now tell me about that. No, we had it going, and we really had it going, and then the plague came in from China, but we're getting rid of that, and we're rebuilding it, and it's going to be better than it was even before. Former Vice President Joe Biden was in Erie, Pennsylvania. He said, Joey, I don't expect the government to solve my problems, but I at least expect them to understand my problems. You're facing real challenges right now, and the last thing you need is a president who exacerbates them. USA Radio News. Hurricane Delta, now a tropical depression, is weakening as it travels over land with nearly 11 million people in the storm's path. FEMA's Peter Gaynor tells us power outages are plaguing the area. Uh, but right now, what we see are uh, power outages uh, in Louisiana, about uh, six, uh, 688,000. Uh, in Texas, about 107,000. And in Mississippi, about 92,000. So uh, power seems to be the issue right now. Do you trust what you hear about politics? Chances are you're not alone. USA Radio News' Val Dior has more. A new survey conducted by Gallup for the Knight Foundation found 81% of U.S. adults polled said they're concerned to some degree about misinformation on social media swaying the White House race. Nearly half of all respondents, 48%, said they're very concerned about misinformation tilting the race, while one-third, 33%, said they're somewhat concerned. Both Democrats and Republicans were surveyed. For USA Radio News, I'm Val Dior. Now with orders to stay at home, public health concerns, the reality of illness due to pathogens and viruses, your health is at an all-time high risk. That's why it's critical to take a proactive approach to boost your immune system. You can with new nano-colloidal silver from AmeriCare. Our patented process with tiny silver particles, one one-hundredth the size of a red blood cell, allows for maximum body absorption. AmeriCare's nano-colloidal silver effectively disinfects your body internally, attacking pathogens and viruses while supercharging your immune system. Colloidal silver is antibacterial and antiviral. Simply put, it prohibits bacterial respiration, suffocating viral cells, preventing the virus from replicating. And now, due to public health concern, AmeriCare is authorized to offer our lowest and best price ever, around a dollar a day. But supplies are limited. Purchase nano-colloidal silver now at immunesupportnow.com. That's immunesupportnow.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Supplies are limited. Exactly according to my plan. 
Oh, and by the way, as you know, we have the Paracast Plus, where we offer a version of this show free of the network ads and the After the Paracast podcast, where you never know what's going to happen next. But we've got so many things to talk about with Andrew Colvin. He will hang out for us for the After the Paracast podcast. And by the way, if you sign up and order a five-year or lifetime subscription, as supplies last... We'll give you a coupon code for the movie, the James Fox movie, The Phenomenon. It's worth $19.99 U.S. free with subscriptions to the five-year or lifetime Paracast Plus package as they last. Go to the Paracast.plus, the Paracast.plus for more. Back with Andrew Colvin. And as you see, everything we talk about, there's a thousand more things to talk about. Andrew, let's just pick up where we left off. Tension or, or fake synchronicities that you were noticing in the news. Now, just before we get into that a little bit more, this reminds me of a movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's called A Beautiful Mind. 2001 biographical drama film based on the life of American mathematician John Nash, who, according to the story, was recruited by a William Parcher of the United States Department of Defense for a classified assignment looking for hidden patterns in magazines and newspapers in order to thwart a Soviet plot. And he becomes increasingly obsessive over this to the point where he feels he's being followed and all the rest of it. So this is sounding very much like that. Yeah. Well, I kept a detailed calendar. I saw a lady, a lady artist just got me onto this. She was simply doing nothing. She was drawing a little calendar each week showing news stories. And it was really fascinating because you could see where the media was just grabbing onto things and then milking it for that nine-day cycle. Apparently, there's a nine-day cycle that's oh, the longest. Sorry to interrupt there again, but I mean, while you were talking numbers, the whole nine-day thing has big synchronicity, well, in my life. And I don't mean to get talking about mine, but I had a band named Nine Days, and it all came together because we needed to get a gig together within nine days, and all the members got together. We played the gig, and then we started noticing all this nine-day stuff. Just a little short aside there. Yeah, (laughs) definitely some uh, mysterious stuff going on with the nine-day cycle. Yeah, feel free to jump in with any any uh, stories. I was looking at your bio and noticed that you have a long history of strange things that have happened. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a total believer that strange things happen, even if we can't explain them. Please go on. The nine-day uh, news cycle. This is where we were left well, off. With the Reagan thing, you know, people were asked to draw a con- uh, connection. Well, President Reagan is the one who got the uh, hostages released, and doesn't that mean he's going to be a great president? Well, yeah, he did get him released. Some some dirty deal, you know, to keep them from being released earlier. It was one of these political tricks where supposedly, if you believe some of the scuttlebutt, he did something that came real close to treason in order to postpone release of the Iranian hostages so that he'd win the election against Jimmy Carter. Yes. So when you get to the Heaven's Gate thing, it's a different kind of a connection. It's a sliming of one story with another. So rather than just see a a wonderful, you know, it could have been just one night of just MLK, right? It could have been the American people's eyes could have been open to the fact that the family itself didn't believe the official story and that they believed it was the government. 
Well, no. Now they can't get the images of the dead people out of their heads who killed themselves because a spaceship was flying behind Halley's Comet or something. Kahootek, so, wasn't it? I think. Uh, Kahootek, well, whatever Kahoot- it was. Anyway, yeah. One story slimes another or discredits another or takes power away from it. Okay, so this is what you mean by artificial synchronicity? Yeah, an artificial synchronicity is, is kind of is kind of the opposite. Well, it could be that, I guess. That could be a negative synchronicity. A, a positive one would be where two things happen and people go, wow, that's really something that I, I need to go in that direction. Now, you'll notice this if you've ever talked to people. Well, let's say what I just said about nine days. You might say to yourself, wow, he, did, he, he brought up the nine-day thing. Isn't that synchronous? And, and, and man, he, he's, he sounds like a guy that I could be friends with. Okay, people often live their lives by these synchronicities, right? So right. you can manipulate people by creating false ones. Exactly. Synthetic ones. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about. And oh, so yeah. That idea has, has started to kind of get out there now. I think you're on to yeah. it. I think, I think there's a lot going on with this whole pandemic thing, right? It is dominating the news. But if you look... There's like stories after story after story that if it wasn't for this pandemic would be front page news as it is. You know, one of the first ones was that they had a major kind of drug intervention thing involving the Navy and stuff down in South America. Right. Like Nobody even knows about it, that this whole pandemic thing has just covered up everything. Randall, if you want to look at the conspiracy theory here, if... The pandemic was something deliberately staged rather than some kind of accidental breakout, which is what a lot of the scientists say. But to be conspiratorial, could it have been a deliberate thing by people who don't care if a few hundred thousand or a few million people die? It is to cover up all the other bad things they're doing. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's not just the pandemic. I I think, Andy, probably you would agree that you would before the pandemic It would be maybe just something that should be noticed, but really wasn't getting a lot of notice, but had the potential to really be bad. And then so all of a sudden, some other story comes out, completely washes the other one into the, you know, middle of the the obscure pages somewhere and you don't hear about it. It, That sort of thing. But isn't everything these days in the light of the politics something where they're all diversions that hide everything else. I think tomorrow, if they revealed this Pentagon UAP task force that, yes, there are off-world craft here, it would be in the headlines for about an hour. Oh, if. It even, <laughs> look what happened to James Fox's movie. We're all having to download it now. You know, and watch it. Instead of going out to the theater and having it be, you know, given all that attention in the media that, that movies get at theaters. You know, well, there, of course, he wanted it to be in the movie theaters when he was on the Paracast back in the spring. Yeah. He said they hoped to to have it in in the theaters by September and he held off the release. I mean, the film has been done for a little while. I saw it last spring and Randall's going to see the screener that we got from the producers. So, yeah, eventually, when he fixes yeah, but, when he fixes the plumbing in his house, don't get us oh started. God. We need yeah, E.T. But, I mean, to come that down. That is such an awesome perk for our Paracast Plus people. Anyway, uh, Andy, we're getting completely off track here now again. Can I ask you a, a, a question that's, a, that's a, I guess we'd be switching 
a little bit again. But um, by all means, feel free to to finish up with what we were talking about there with these sort of intentional uh, diversionary synchronicities. But I'd like to get get into, and we might have to do this maybe in after the Paracast, the connection between the Mothman and the Skinwalker. Because if this Mothman thing can morph into other types of beings, I mean, I think we're there might be a connection there. Uh, well, it doesn't necessarily have to morph in order for there be, to be a connection because uh, the Mothman, if it's a first responder like the Garuda and the Thunderbird, it might be coming there to 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 deal with a skinwalker anyway. You know, just, you know, because skinwalkers are nasty characters. So, I mean... You know, right, but I, yeah, and there's I'm been a, other weird uh, shape-shifting entities reported there as well. So, and, and the other thing is, you know, how do we know there isn't more than one? I mean, if there's one Mothman, there's probably two or three, right? It's not, yeah. I, I you know, it, it seems unlikely that the universe would create just a singular character or species that we would call a Mothman, and that's the only one there is in the entire universe. Usually where there's one, there's more. we got more to come with Gene Randall and Andy. You're in the Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Extendovite really works. Here are some reviews from Amazon.com. 
Amazon customer. Five out of five stars. I'm quite happy about it. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs, and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. Dr. Sam Surreal. Good product and ingredients. Kept my blood pressure normal after mild heart attack in 2015. Switched to plant-based diet also to reverse atherosclerosis. John Bispico's. Five out of five stars. Built up my immune system. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit our website at heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. This is Micah Hanks of the Grayling Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Yes, there can only be one does not apply to Mothman. Andrew Colvin joining us for the final segment of the Paracast, but he'll be back, he'll be right back with After the Paracast for more. Randall, continue. First, if you want to finish up with the uh, idea that we're dealing with some uh, constructed or hoax type uh, synchronicities, did you want to finish up with any of those? No, I think we covered that. One kind of thing that's similar, though, is when, is when Bigfoot came in. The Patterson film came in and blew Mothman out of the water. Mothman was possibly going to be the hot story in late 67. Right. And then we've got the whole you know, confession that the Patterson film is fake. Or do you are you one of the believers? No, I'm not no, I think it was probably fake. I think the reason Bigfoot is such a good meme for the powers that be is that he just sort of lopes around in the forest. He's not political. He's not trying to reveal any conspiracies like Mothman. You know, he just sort of lopes along and it's attractive to people. I don't know. I guess it's a, there's a somewhat of a fear factor, but not as much as Mothman, which could fly, you know, and chase your car and supposedly do stuff to you. But Mothman's never hurt anyone or anything. Now, in my book, uh, Praise for the Hairy Man, I speculate a lot that Mothman might be Bigfoot, that they might be the same thing. Because there's one video, which I think is a hoax, but it, it kind of shows Bigfoot growing wings as it's running. And so the idea was... Maybe since they're very similar otherwise, what if Bigfoot grew wings? It, it could kind of, it would look a lot like Mothman, except for maybe the face, uh, which probably looks like a bird for, for Mothman. 
possible shape shifting there. I took a lot of I took a lot of grief, a gaff or you know, whatever you know, chaff for that. Well, I think people are a lot more open minded now to the idea. I mean, Gene would probably agree too. Just about every guest we've had on in the, in the last month or two is is onto this idea that we might be dealing with the sort of a unified field theory of the paranormal when it comes to these creatures, and that we are dealing with, say, a singular type, not maybe singular creature in and of itself, but a type of phenomena that is capable of taking on all these various forms. Yeah, but when we wrote that book, which uh, was about eight years ago, was it, it was not popular. <laughs> Let me tell no, you. yeah, uh, oh, definitely, yeah, the, the, the Bigfoot people would be, no. You know, it's not yeah. an alien. And then now we were just talking with one of our recent guests who was saying that they have witnesses who you know, see a craft land off in the forest. And then there's these Bigfoot type creatures walking that direction into the forest. Was that Stan Gordon? I, that's right. I believe so. Andy, do you know who Stan Gordon is? Oh, yeah. 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 I've, I've followed his work forever and, and I've met him a couple times at the festival, Rockman Festival and I love his work. He's not phased by the high strangeness. If the Bigfoots were carrying a globe of light, well, it's carrying a globe of light. That's fact, it. You I, know who we're talking about then. So, I mean, when you see that there's these kinds of connections going on like that, you, you kind of got to go, hmm, maybe there is something to it. Maybe they're all part of some larger I'm not really sure what we would call it other than a phenomena that aren't all separate, that they don't all come from different planets or that maybe, you know, there's the people who believe it comes from this planet. I'm still kind of like, well, I don't know. I'm thinking that the only real reasonable explanation is off world somewhere, interstellar, probably. But you're pretty big on this whole idea of, a, you know, maybe a parallel universe. Maybe we should uh, talk a little bit about that. How do you access that? Well, I accessed it growing up. I'd stake it by being in the stream state. I, it, when I was dreaming, I, I dreamt of Bigfoots carrying globes of light. And uh, I had many, many, many dreams of Bigfoot hang, hiding behind our house. And over the years, it, it, terrifying dreams. And eventually, Bigfoot turned into a dog, and I no longer had those dreams. This is before I ever knew. I didn't know about Bigfoot until probably the late seventies. I didn't even know, you know, what it. I'd never heard of it, but yet I was having dreams of it the whole time. And I had dreams that one was standing outside my window every night when I would go to sleep. It would talk to me, and this is before, right before I fell asleep. So it could have been my imagination, but it sure seemed real. And uh, oh God, it it just uh, it just. There's something there. I don't, I'm not, they're, 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 uh, they're spirits of the forest, and, and, and I've always communicated with them, and I, I just didn't know what to call it. And I don't know what the relationship to Mothman is either, exactly, if there is one. But, uh, yeah, uh, there was something else I was going to go into. It's kinda, kinda, it escaped me there. While you're thinking of that, I'll just I'll, I'll just back up a little bit uh, in our earlier conversation where you were talking about how I believe it was your dad uh, believed that he may have been the victim of a corporate uh, assassination attempt. And, you know, this isn't out of the ordinary, especially for people who are uh, pro-union. Uh, Ford hired 
thug union busters to beat up union sympathizers in his plants. It's one of the reasons I won't buy a Ford today, even to this day. And again, then there's the case of Karen Silkwood, the nuclear activist who was uh, believed to be run off the road. So, I mean, these things happen. It's not that that strange to think that somebody could be targeted by a large corporation if they're a union sympathizer. Yeah, well, thanks for saying that. Um, uh, there's so many, so many people just go blank when you talk about that. They don't study it. They don't know anything about it. So, yeah, thanks for the support, those supportive comments. There's all kinds of other stuff that, that has gone on, too. Oh, yeah, and we'll get into that in after the Paracast, because I'm pretty sure, Gene, we're coming up almost to the end of the show now. How are we doing for time there? Anything you want to get in? I really wanted to have Andy give us a little bit more detail on how we can find out more of his material. I mean, you're sending me this list here, which you call yeah. Keel Collections, and there's like 12,000 of them there, or it seems like 12,000 of them. And I rather hope here that the people who have listened to the Paracast so far and will be listening to after the Paracast, because they're going to sign up for the Paracast Plus and for long-term subscriptions so we can give them the coupon code for the phenomenon. But... You have all this stuff going on. Why don't we have you kind of briefly tell our listeners, if they're interested in learning more about all the things you've done, and if you look at the section for him on Amazon, the question is, what hasn't he done? Where do we find all this? Do we go to Amazon? Is that the best place? Yes. Go to Amazon. If you put in Andrew Colvin, you'll get all the books. There's, I don't know, about 50 of them, probably. There's six of them that are directly, well, nine of them, that are directly targeting Mothman from, that I've written. The Mothman Speaks is one of them. Mothman Squeaks, Mothman Shrieks. That one's on sale. Amazon's priced it way down. And therefore, if he smelled, it'd be the Mothman Reeks? <laughs> that, that might be, that might be a new one. There's the Mothman's Photographer Trilogy, which started started off because I did take a photo of Mothman, as I mentioned earlier. Then there's three books where it's nothing but correspondence that I've had with Mothman witnesses. Then there's the 11 Keel books. All right, okay. Basically, go to Amazon.com, select Andrew Colvin, and have at it. You don't have a website. Correct. Okay. That's the best way to contact you? Just look for the books? I'm trying to get off the grid eventually. I'm working on it. <laughs> I won't let him. You can find us on Twitter if you look for the Paracast. Find us on Facebook if you look for the Paracast. That sounds redundant. Get branded merchandise with official Paracast logos, several of them, and all sorts of great merchandise, T-shirts and regular shirts and throw pillows and good stuff. Go to the Paracast.shop. That's the Paracast.shop. We've got that special offer now. If you sign up for a five-year or lifetime subscription for the Paracast Plus, we will give you a coupon code while they last for the Phenomenon. Worth $19.99 US. That's to get the movie. You can download it or just watch it on Vimeo.com. How about that? We also offer you the After the Paracast podcast, which will feature Andy this week, and also the Paracast version, Free of the Network Ads. If you want more information, go to theparacast.plus, theparacast.plus. Andrew Colvin, thank you for hanging with us on the Paracast. 
Thank you. Featuring Gene Steinberg is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in the Paracast.